0: Welcome to this very special podcast.
1: We are your hosts.
0: I'm Charlotte
1: and I am Jonathan.
0: And Our mission with this show is to help you integrate your heart, body, mind and soul.
1: We believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human.
0: Your journey to become even healthier and happier starts right now
1: welcome to wellness theory the podcast
0: our guest today is dana he is a remarkable business mindset and performance coach and we are excited to introduce him to you he has encountered personal challenges growing up and he shares how these have shaped who he is today plus in this episode you will learn the secrets to advancing your business through your own wellness and you'll also learn how to gain momentum in your own life
1: So welcome, thanks for joining us. And today on FL we have Dana who is joining us, and we kind of connected with Dana online. Um, And Dana is a business mindset performance coach. So welcome, Dana. Thanks for joining us today. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your kind of your background, your story. What are you? Who is Dana?
2: Yeah. uh, First, uh, thank you for having me on today. I appreciate your time. Um, And just jumping into my story. Uh, So I grew up in a town called Wakefield. It's um, in United States. It's in a town. I mean, it's 20 minutes from Boston, Massachusetts, and I grew up as the middle child. I had an older brother, a younger sister. Um, my younger sister was actually born deaf and now she has cochlear implants. So she, um, she went through her whole life and we had to learn like sign language and things like that. But then she got the two surgeries on each side of her head and now she's actually about to graduate college. And um, I just like to mention this because she's like a big driver in my life to see like what she did. And other people can kind of look at her story and I can look at her story and understand that I can, you know, I'm kind of limitless in that sense. But anyways, um, so that was just a little gist about my family. Um, I grew up and I was a rather shy kid. And for instance, my parents would like introduce me to people and I would hide behind the person that they were introducing me to. And I never knew why. And I was really like scared and fearful of really uh, speaking up because I had a speech impediment and um, I was taking like I was taking these classes for my speech impediment and I hated when people asked me like why don't you talk a lot and this went on and through I think like middle school into the beginning of high school I was extremely shy I wasn't comfortable in my own shoes speaking in that sense because I just didn't want to be judged um I
0: never, I never guessed that at all <laughs> from yeah. hearing you speak never
2: yeah it's been it's been it's been a you know a process and a lot of improvements but um, so that gave me kind of like the image of like, I wasn't a good speaker and whatnot. And that went into my adult life and I'll get into that. But um, also I had this sense of me in me, like I, like I like going to the beach and discovering things. I would like searching for crabs, finding the unknown and like, sh- and showing it to my friends and stuff. If I found out any new information, I would like telling all my friends and sharing it with them. And what nice. I do now is as I, I build my skills and I put out like mastermind classes and stuff like that. And I'm sharing that with people. So I think that's where it really is stemmed from. Was like that childhood innate feeling of wanting to share with people which everyone has um and then i went to basically went through life into sports i fell in love with sports because i could really go on there and display how my actions like how good i was without talking i think but it also helped me communicate with people as well but i found like i would play baseball and football um in high school and i would be really anxious like batting at the plate and it was because i was thinking about all the people watching instead of being present in the moment so, all these things led to me like thinking like, "Is this normal for me is like why am I acting this way? Do other people act this way?" and it's kind of I was at a young age, but these this was getting flown into me, and all these thoughts were coming into me um but regardless of that, from a young age, I you know I had an entrepreneurial spirit. I would sell gum in middle school as well, so I would like it was you're not supposed to sell gum in middle school. it's like you're not supposed <laughs> to chew gum at all, but I would stuff it in my binder and I'd make have a myspace page a business page at age I think I was like age thirteen maybe or fourteen and people would give me orders and i would do that so i had like from a young age i like to i like to go into the unknown like find out new things share stuff with people um i like to make money and i like to give people you know either products at that point products or stuff that they needed so it was really cool to look back on that um and as i got older um i lost my aunt and uncle to cancer I, i think it was age 16 and that's when i really started to work out and as i started to work out i got confidence and you know that shy person that I was before, that insecure person, I could feel myself, you know, being more outgoing around people slowly and like being happy about it, just because I was kind of working on my self-image in that sense. Um so that went on, uh, my parents and the people around me, I didn't really have, I guess, a purpose at that moment or like a vision of who I wanted to be in life. I was just kind of going through the process of what people told me. Um so I finished high school, I went to college and towards the end of high school and you know, through college, I actually got into the cycle of partying like a lot of people do. You know, I would do my stuff during the week, and on the weekend, I would go drink. And I just thought, you know, uh, this is part of college, and it's normal and whatnot. And I just did that for, you know, a number of the years, every weekend, it wasn't during the week, but it was on the weekend, and that kind of now looking back, that kind of held me back from my visions and whatnot. Um, so anyways, I went on to finish college, um, the College of Massachusetts with a business degree. I got my first job, I was still drinking on the weekends. I was working, I think 60 hours a week, getting paid for 40 and kind of just stuck in thinking like, why, like, what am I doing here? Is this what this is? Cause I I really wasn't liking it. I could pretend I was, but every day it was like, I was doing the same thing over in a corporate setting. I wasn't appreciated. There was no room for advancement at this company. So I started to look into other things. I started to follow the right people on social media, reading books. I never liked to read before I started to do that. And this all stopped. I mean, this all started when I stopped drinking on the weekend. So when I stopped doing that, when I stopped doing that, and this was really an abuse of my body, and I was a very, you know, I was a very healthy person, I thought. But I stopped doing that on Saturdays, and before Sundays, I would stay in all day, order unhealthy food, I would be in bed all day, and I wouldn't feel better than Tuesday. So when I stopped this, that's when I started to read. I started to read books I liked about the mindset, about um, business, marketing, anything you can imagine, um, meditation, anything like that that could help me. And then I actually invested a lot of money into coaching programs and everything started to change. And then, all right, so I started to do my corporate job full time and for over the course of a year and a half. And then after work, I started to work on my passion, building myself, uh, branding myself and getting to a vision that I always wanted. So I would go to work eight hours, uh, four or five hours after, I'd stay up late and just like, whatever I could do, whatever I could do, post a picture, uh, read a book, anything that could move me in the vision of what I wanted. I cut out TV, I started doing a lot of things, I went skydiving, so I was really, I mean, that's an example of just getting past my fears. I ran a half marathon on Raw diet Cleanse, a bunch of other stuff. But then um, 2020 came and I was really prepared to leave my full-time job that I was at, but I didn't know when for this to happen. And a funny story is that I invested in a coaching program about mindset and it's just different modules, it takes like, like two weeks to do. And the first thing the person, the admin, said is to go to the Facebook group and make a post about your number one goal for this year. So I went to the Facebook book, uh, the Facebook post, and I made a post. And I said, my number one goal for this year is to leave my corporate job in a couple of months and start doing my coaching and my passion full time. And the funny part of the story is the next day, my uh, manager called and she got me on a Skype. And she said, Dana, unfortunately, due to the pandemic. Um, all the projects have been shut down and, you know, you're no longer going to be working here. Um, we're making, we're making massive cuts. And so it was weird because the night before I said that, and the next day it kind of just happened, <laughs> but, um, a lot of people would be upset about that, but I was like super excited. Um, I had everything in place. I was doing it part-time before. So now I could really concentrate full-time. So then, um, this was a few months ago. And then ever since then, I've been doing the one-on-one coaching. I've been doing the virtual mastermind programs and, the uh, video calls every week, and just posting content every single day, almost six times a week, um, engaging with people networking with people forming relationships. So that was the journey um, up to this point. And there's a lot more to come in regards to the journey. But I think that is a good a good example of what happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you're obviously already off to an amazing start as well. You're already wildly successful from, from what we've already seen from you and the content you've been posting. So we're grateful that your corporate place decided on your behalf um, and you know gave you that boost maybe that you was after. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so yeah. just the stories are very, very inspirational. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this who... Can kind of relate to a lot of your story, even a lot of parts to it, especially like losing their job or kind of not really happy where they were and want to do something but not sure where to start. Um, so I'm sure they're going to take away a lot of um, kind of from this episode and what you're what you're going to speak about. And obviously, we know you you kind of focus on mindset. You're a you're a mindset performance coach, a business coach. So what what exactly is that for our listener for the people who are listening to us? is uh what exactly is that what do you do
2: yeah so i'd say like the unique thing about what i do is i help people get to basically the core of their inner self to find out like what the issue is and then work on it from there um a lot of people are just focusing on what's around them external or the people around them i think it all starts and for me definitely it started from you know just what am i giving my attention to like what am i watching what movies what books am i reading who am i hanging out with and then, also, from that state of awareness, just building your awareness up, then you're able to you know kind of create the habits routines and lifestyles that get you to the place you want to be. But um the big thing is that I myself, I didn't have like I had some goals written down, but I didn't have my goals written down. and I always say mine because I had other people's goals written down that were really small. And I knew how to do them. Like at this point when I wrote them down, I knew how to do them all. and I believe you need you need to know how to do some goals, but you also need you know the goals that are far out. I say make them big so that you can grow. Because if you don't know how to do it, that gives you in between that. I mean, it's going to be a lot of failure, lessons and stuff like that. But that's why we're here. So I really jump into like accountability, um, that state of really, you know, digging into the subconscious mind, the mindset. Why, why are you acting this way? Um, why is your business acting this way? Why? Because usually the business and the employees are a reflection of, um, you know, the CEO and what he's doing, what he's saying and how he is. And a lot of the CEOs or business owners or just anyone in life don't really take time to look at themselves, they blame everything on other people. So I think it's just taking ownership, um, coming up with you know personal goals, uh, routines based on the person, everyone's different, what works for you, I can share what worked for me, and just go from there, that's just, just the coaching aspect of it.
0: Awesome, awesome. I love that, um, because it, uh, like you said, a lot of people are a reflection of their own CEOs and their own bosses, and a lot of the time, people don't realize that they're actually already a leader within themselves, And by empowering people to do that it's extremely rewarding isn't it and um, with regards to you know wellness and business This is something I'd love to pick your brains about because obviously we know and we see it all the time that the the highest performers in the world, they are people that understand that taking care of their mind, taking care of their body and taking care of their whole self really is a direct correlation to with with that and their success. Like what what would you, you know, how would you elaborate on that to maybe connect the dots for anybody listening that that isn't really kind of ticking that box yet? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's a big aspect is, um, you know, a lot of business owners are just people, especially in America, are just focusing on the money. They're focusing on, you know, I want to make this amount of money. What can I do to get there? And I mean, that's okay, But the issue is you don't want to put your health and your wellness behind you to focus on that, because, I mean, you could get there. And uh, Tony Robbins says um, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So you could get to that point. But what happens when you get to that point and you're still feeling like crap? Okay, then you're like, oh, my gosh, like the whole time I was leading to this point to get this certain amount of money, it hasn't fixed my situation internally. So the whole thing that I like to teach on and what you're speaking about is just, you know, wellness wise, health wise, um, having your goals aligned, your habits aligned. Uh, Maybe if you're a spiritual person, you know, believing in something that's bigger than you, uh, believing that you have guidance, that you have faith, that you have gratitude for that to happen all that combined and it begins it's not just working out it's not just your diet it's not just the people around you it's everything combined that happens in that sense so that you can give you know give the best version of yourself around people it'd be the most happiest version of yourself and when you do that you're going to be more clear and more concise and more transparent with yourself and people so you're going to chase your dream and then the people around you're going to see that and they gonna be like you know what's dana doing like what what the heck i want to be like that and then as you advance yourself People around you would like to be advanced, and it doesn't matter if you're a business owner, if you're an employee, if you're an entrepreneur, uh, if you're working outside, anything like that. This this is a part of life, and it's a part of everything loves to advance, is which I say all the time. So I think being aligned in all those senses is important. And, um, I mean, it does start with your diet and all the chemicals that are in the food and paying attention to that. But it's really taking, you know, either diet or working out and taking time to study it and learn about it and then apply it. Because I can know, you know, if I go to McDonald's or Burger King, it's bad for me. But until I look at the ingredients and I learn about what the ingredients mean or how it makes my body feel, that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to really care. So I think it's a big step because me changing, I changed my diet up, for example. I started to look at all the chemicals and some people are like, oh, that's so weird. But now I feel like every day I wake up, I feel with energy. I feel great. And then now if I eat something bad for me, I can feel my energy like lowering. And I don't want to make that video or I don't want to, you know, engage with that person. And by us not taking that action, it means that, like you know, the whole world is not going to advance. And I think that that's why we're here.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that as well, because like you know, when you do that, you then attract and those results come almost effortlessly. As much as, yeah, you're there putting in the work and taking the action. Actually, you don't have to worry about the making money side of it anymore. You don't have to necessarily stress yourself out in the same way a classic, stereotypical CEO like we mentioned earlier would would maybe do and and interact with people in, in certain ways but by taking care and what one of the things we do with our coaching is we we help people to learn not only about like the ingredients and such in things but and how and how it affects them but to can so they can connect and feel it because when they start to feel internally what's making them feel energized and what's taking them to that next level again it just like unleashes something absolutely enormous that maybe they didn't even know was there anymore and it's very very empowering to see that and obviously for them to get those results as well as a business coach have you seen with the people that you work with have you seen that those that really take that approach on board with the mindset or taking care of themselves uh, in all aspects have you seen a direct correlation with their results as as a business person as well
2: yeah, almost every single time when they take into Aspect a way to make themselves feel better and make their energy um, rise or just feel good overall, then that goes into their business and, you know, they end up making more money and they end up having a better time. And they end up, you know, enjoying every day of their life. So there is a correlation to it. Um, I don't think we'll be on this call right now so passionate about all of us about talking about this if there wasn't And the whole point is I want people to you know be open to it, try it and just see for themselves because people you know they can listen, they can read a book and everything, and then just throw it aside. Once you have to apply it, even through college, like a lot of people just binge study a couple of days before they get an A or B on the test, and it looks good on, you know, your GPA looks good, but then like eight, five years later you forget the material. So yeah. it's it's more of yeah, and the direct answer I would say nine out of ten times, um, maybe there's that ten percent chance that someone doesn't believe it, but if you if I'm able to work with someone, and I always say I want to work with growth minded people because yeah. they will it will work for them but if you're going into something and you already have beliefs which we all do and you're like oh this isn't going to work then it's not going to work it's plain and simple you're going to you're going to make sure because that's your belief that that doesn't work so that's why I don't even I don't I I can help plant seeds in that sense but I don't like working with people that are too negative because they're not really ready to take that on yet so it's just they have to start you know following the right people like I did and and go down that path in a big way and then also going back to what you said before I just remembered this um, an example, I think I gave, in a, I gave in a post, I'm gonna actually post it this week, I think I recorded it yesterday. And it was like, okay, you have one person, let's just say Sandy who makes 100,000 a year, but she's, work, she's working 80 hours a week. The average is 40, she's working double time, 80 hours. And then you have Mike who's working uh, 20 hours a week and making 50,000, which is half of 100. So who's more wealthy in your eyes? A lot of people will say, oh, Sandy's making 100K, that she's more yep. rich and wealthy. But if you like look at it, you're like, Mike's making 50K on 20 hours, he has 60 other hours to make more money, multiple sources of income, You know, hang out with his family, maybe go on vacation so he can increase it. So he has time and freedom and that's why we're here. So it's not all about just working unless you're really passionate about what you're doing, but it's it's important to have that perspective and know, know the difference
0: it's so interesting you say that because the next question I was going to ask you is your take on like the hustle mindset because there's <laughs> obviously there's this massive like opposing thing out there at the moment with is should you be hustling like from six in the morning until midnight and like barely sleeping ignoring your training and all these different types of things versus actually taking care of yourself having that time and freedom and actually then getting a the result but I think you've just answered that to be fair <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, it's funny, I, I did answer that. I can add a little bit more to that. Um, I mean, it, I think it depends what stage you're in. Like if you just launched something, if you're building a company, you do have to put in work. Like you do have to work more than the average employee or person because that's just how it works. But at the same time, you don't, like what I was doing, um, I think last year I was sleeping like five hours and working all day and then I drink like three coffees and I just got in a cycle of doing that. And then once I just like, instead of sleeping five hours, I started sl- uh, sleeping six and a half and drinking less coffee i felt better overall like i didn't have that stress and that nervousness so i i think it's necessary like there is a fi- there is a 95 percent and a five percent i think it's necessary a lot of people say balance i think you do have to put in a lot of work depending on what you're doing and yeah. a lot of effort into it extra to get you know not ahead of people but to, you know just get to the next step but at the same time you have to do it with like you said like being healthy and having a good sense of well-being and wellness and not making yourself feel less just to get more because in the end of the day, the production is not going to be there.
0: And it's not sustainable, right? It's much harder to be able to sustain that that period. I mean, I know when I was working in corporate fitness, I was working crazy hours, a bit like you said earlier, with the person that was working like 80 hours. I was definitely doing quite a few more than that I would say and it got to the point of burnout and that's and that was when interestingly that I had a bit of a meltdown in terms of what was going on with me and my life is this what I wanted you know and it brought all those things into question a bit like your story really in in many respects it's like Groundhog Day the same thing over and over again and when I was able to finally obviously stop working full-time for somebody else I then suddenly had all this time on my hands and I remember saying to John I'm like it's 9am I should be doing something I should I should be somewhere like at an office or whatever it was like no no, no, my time's my own now I can learn to, to learn to manage it more efficiently so that like you rightly said have that balance but in a realistic way. And I think that's really important as well for anybody listening is that you've got to be a realistic optimist in what it is you're trying to achieve.
2: Yeah. And I think, like me, I'm at the point that I'm kind of like in love with the process. So I am spending a lot of time working, but I, like, it doesn't feel like it's really work for me right now. And I'm like, my willpower is really like censored like a beam. So I know, like, right now is what I, this is what I have to do. But if it's getting to the point that I'm like not seeing my family or, you know i'm just doing this non-stop and then like i i stop working out i stop eating and like then you have to know that you need to slow down maybe take a couple days off reevaluate um what you want and then go from there but i don't like to say that you working is bad or working hustling is bad um but you know just make sure that you maintain a well balanced on your well-being while you do it
0: yeah absolutely
1: nice yeah, yeah for sure amazing um I like what you said there about um, like it doesn't feel like work to you and I think that's kind of the point where people want to get to is they, they want to do something that doesn't feel like work um and where again when they find that something that doesn't feel like work they end up doing a lot of it and neglecting other areas as well so then it comes back to that same problem again so it's like you said it's finding that balance but I also believe that when you wake from when you wake up to when you go to sleep um you don't have like a set time of work whatever you do when you wake up to you go to sleep your work is your passion it's your health it's your it's, it's reading books it's listening to podcasts it's not just about okay from from 9 to 5 I'm going to do work and then I'm going to do this it's, 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 not, it's not that segregation end, everything ties yeah everything. everything ties in to um, to that so you might do you might be working on a project for 4 hours uh, where you're productive and then you read you work out you do some meditation but it all comes back and ties into again what you're what you're after your goals you're all aligned into that same thing so your meditation is aligned in the same direction as the four hours of work you've done on that project that you're passionate about it's all going in that one direction and that's kind of my uh, kind of belief and take on that balance we're talking about so you're working towards something you love it's not fast as work, but um, you're not just focusing on, okay, I've got to create this, this many posts, or I've got to create this project, I've got to finish this project. You're thinking, I've got to do this, pro- um, you're just tying everything in into a, like a whole day where it all is in, aligned into one direction.
0: Comes effortless. Yeah. All right, so this is one of the um, videos that I've seen you talk about um, on, I think it was Instagram, um, is that you talk a lot about momentum right? Why do you believe momentum is so, so powerful? And what kind of tips and tactics might you have for somebody that's listening that wants to gain that momentum, like we've just spoken about to reach that point, if they're maybe struggling?
2: Yeah, so momentum to me is so important, because momentum means movement. And um, to get anything done, you have to move, you have to take action in that sense. So, for example, um, like going off of um, what Jonathan said is, like you go through the whole day, all your actions are aligned, With your goal that's momentum like when you wake up and you meditate and say you you can meditate on like questions you have too it's not just i mean it's not always just sitting there and and checking your thoughts and clearing them
0: if we have uh, like something that we're like scratching our heads on it's like i'll just disappear for like 10 minutes, maybe half an hour and be like, I'll come back with a solution in a while. And then I like come back because I've asked those questions and it's so powerful. Like when you tap into that, I'm with you on that 100%.
2: Yeah. So just like taking a little action or or what I do a lot, and this could be a tip um, that some people don't do is I write down, I journal a lot. I plan out my weeks, my months. I have a planner. I have a journal for that. And that works for multiple reasons. Um, That helps you gain momentum because... If you complete a task or you know or you achieve something, you're able to cross it off. You can physically see that, and that goes into your brain. Um, when you do that, you release dopamine, and dopamine's the the short-term feel-good chemical. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, eat unhealthy foods or they drink coffee to get that dopamine. So it's kind of like it's kind of like you're chasing a natural high, but in the wrong way. You know, I, if I want some dopamine to feel good, I'm gonna go eat McDonald's and French fries and drink a lot of coffee. Then it's kind of like you're hurting yourself. So goal achievers and you know entrepreneurs, especially. They tie, they are aware of this. So they tie dopamine to their achievement. So they know when they go in and they achieve something, it's like a spark of like, oh, dopamine, dopamine in your head. And that's a really cool aspect because that gives you momentum as well. And the more that you do little tasks, uh, the more momentum you're going to gain. So um, a lot of people have issues. You know, they have a bit, maybe they don't have any goals or visions at all. But if they have a big goal or vision and they say, I want to make, I don't know, I want to make a course that makes $10,000 in three months. And I start thinking about the big picture of that, and I'm gonna get overwhelmed, stressed out, I'm gonna get anxious because I'm thinking about the future. I don't know how to predict that. So you're gonna go into survival mode naturally and um, fight flight. So you're gonna be stuck there just because that's how our brains are built. That's our DNA. Um, just because cavemen used to go out there looking for food and stuff, and they have to run away from predators. That's still inside of us. It's just that we're not, we don't have that threats anymore. So um, instead of setting that, instead of setting that long term goal, which you can, you can set that. Um, You're going to get overwhelmed, anxious, all that, maybe even depressed or whatever. So what you do is you just want to stop and write down like one to two things that you can do today that get you towards that goal. So if my goal is to do that class, maybe I can write out a script or a template of like what each module is going to be about. Or maybe I can write out what I'm going to do for content for the week. Or maybe I can just record a video Then as you do that, like the process I said before, um, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna achieve that first thing whether it's small or big and then you're gonna be like, okay I can do this and then you build it up you do another thing you do another thing and all of a sudden throughout your whole day You have a win 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 And and that's momentum right there displayed um, a lot of people, you know, say I don't wake up. I don't do meditation I don't work out in the morning. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss now. I'm like, okay I have to make a video. I don't feel good. That's and I don't do that. That's another loss so momentum can be used for you or against you it's it's really up to you in knowing that so You could do bad things and end up doing nothing and have an unsuccessful day, or you could do uh, you know good things that are aligned, have a successful day, and then if you add up all the successful days over the three months, then my program will be out. So it's like it's that sense of uh, knowing the power behind it and being able to use that.
0: What what piece of practical advice would you give to somebody who is maybe kind of beating themselves up a bit? They're on the the unresourceful side of momentum. What practical thing would you tell them to do from a mindset perspective?
2: First off, uh, another thing that a lot of people that are successful know how to do is they know how to change their state of mind. So if you are in that aspect of, you know, the momentum going the wrong way or you're anxious, what can I do to change my state of mind? And the truth is, is it's really a decision. It's like stopping that train of thought and then bring it the other way. And that's all it takes. And then you take an action. Like I said, Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, they think of, okay, I have a goal and they think of like how to gain that goal but they base it on what they did in the past. So they're basically taking a, a, not even a new goal, but using a past experience to set their their next goal. And then when they do that, it ends up in the same result. And you kind of get into like a cycle. So what I can Mm -hmm. tell the people listening is think of a new idea, a new goal, and think of a new way to approach that. Cause that's gonna get you into a creative process. And that's gonna get your brain very creative. And then you're gonna think of new ways to create that and the only way to transform your life and you know change or or advance is to do new things. Like you said, if you're in the cycle of getting up in the morning and doing the same rituals all over again, just just look at it. Over time, it's gonna compound and you're gonna have the same life. So if you want to transform your life or change something, you have to do something different. So I think you know, so many people talk about thoughts, but it's knowing it's it's first the awareness of that happening. Cause a lot of people yeah. aren't even aware of that process. It's so it's so automatic. So just knowing that. To change it, you need a new idea and new action. And then yeah. um, when you get to that point, you can you can seek out advice from people or read articles or read books to get you through that barrier. Because that's the yeah. issue is, is applying that to change your life. So that's huge.
1: Yeah, nice. absolutely. Definitely. It's very interesting. Definitely. So what over the last five years, what what um, new belief or uh, behavior or habit has really kind of been most important to change in changing your life?
2: Yeah, I'll give you two beliefs that were holding me back. Um, a little story. So, public speaking was something that was holding me back tremendously, and that's also, I guarantee, that's holding a lot of people back. I think that's up there with the yeah. with one of the biggest fears next to death <laughs> is public speaking. Um, yeah. And I think that I think that relates back to my story when I had that speech impediment, and you know, I was scared. I was shy. I was scared to talk in front of people. And I also remember in college um, giving a speech, and I was stuttering and stammering. And I just remember getting like not passing out, but just like feeling like wicked embarrassed and getting all red. Um, so I needed to get to the I knew this was something that I was scared of and I needed to find a way to overcome it or control it and get to the point I wanted to be. Because now, like, I need to hop on videos to do podcasts and stuff. I need to do coaching. I need to do mastermind seminars. So how can I do all this, even though it's virtual, if I'm scared of public speaking? So first, you have to recognize, you know, the fear and and, and be OK with it. Um, a big thing i did is i and i teach this in my mastermind class is to recognize that and the steps that you t- can take the small steps that you can take to overcome that so what i did is um me and my girlfriend actually we signed up for um stand-up comedy a class because <laughs> I, love- um, I did a bunch of classes in college about public speaking and stuff and i was fine going up there but it was still in the back of my head so i was like she actually mentioned it to me it's like what's the one way that i can work on this is just what's what's more scarier to me um than getting in front of people making jokes and stand-up comedy is different than public speaking because you need laughs you know what i mean you need laughs right away
0: I'm so. awesome. ask you to tell us a joke now <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
2: I i retired from the game
0: yeah
2: maybe maybe i'll make a video about some jokes but um so we signed up for a six-week class we didn't just jump into it um we had a really good uh coach and um, a teacher for that, Brian. Um, He led us through that. He told us how to write jokes, um, how to get up there, our body language, all that, and how to deliver it. And then um, we did that. We did a class finale in front of like 20 people. And then I did another, um, it was a professional stand-up comedy show with like, I think it was like 30 people in it. So it was really cool looking back like, whoa, I did that. And people always like, how did you do that? I was like, I I have no idea. Um, I just, it was just taking steps and like slowly building up that confidence and now like my belief was that I stink at public speaking, like nobody wants to hear me. Now it's like, I'm a health, I'm not a healthy, I'm a great public speaker, I'm confident, I love public speaking. So it shifted from there to that aspect. Um, so mm-hmm. the big thing is you can you can do that beforehand and trying to form that vision through like visualization or affirmations, but you have to take that action as well, which will help you change that self image. And that's like the point that I went through, I have a lot of work to do um, as well, like going forward. Like one of my big goals to do in front of audience once the pandemic, um, I don't know know the situation with it, but once it slowed down and I can go in front of an audience, I want to do a mastermind classes, you know, in front of, in front of hundreds of people. But I think, I think just taking, um, you know, recognizing the fear and then taking active steps to not just fight it, but to really like become friendly with it and then control it. Because every time I public speak, it's not like I over, it's not like I'm not still fearful and afraid of that. Like I definitely still have that within me, but it's like, now I'm okay with it. I know that I can overcome it and that I'm prepared for it as well. Preparation is key. And then um, I also, a big fact that people like to hear is that your body uh, cannot tell the difference between excitement and fear. You know, it's still you can get goosebumps, you can get, um, you know, you can get nervous and shake a little bit. So the whole thing is if you mentally frame it that you're excited instead of being scared. So if I, because it was scary getting in front of people to do jokes and stuff like that, but I framed it as all this is super exciting, like this is going to help me build my public speaking. And I went up there and that's how it was. So I think, I think taking yourself out of your head and framing things in a different way, a different focus, meaning and attachment to it can help a lot of people. But that's that's something that takes a lot of practice. You can't I mean, you can do it today, but you have to continually do that to form those um, connections in your brain. And then eventually that's just going to be how you think. Excellent.
0: Listen, our our listeners will love hearing that for sure. And I'm curious (laughs) how many of them are going to jump into some comedy now, because I think a lot people will like that as an idea but like what you're saying there in terms of like getting comfortable with that fear let it be, let it be friendly build a relationship and build a rapport with this but then in such a way that you can influence it and create a new normal in the way that you're actually wired i think that's essential for for anybody looking to move forward over any limitation even if it's not fear related but any other fear that same approach can definitely uh be taken on board with as well can't it oh, for sure yeah Okay, all right. So Dana, listen, I think I've loved speaking to you today, um, and I'm sure our listeners are gonna love to to hear this episode. But obviously, before we go, uh, like, where can where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at thedana.silvestri. Also, you can find me on my website. It's thedana.silvestri. Com. Facebook as well. Uh, Currently, I have um, I have a free ebook when you subscribe to my email um, list that. Really goes into, it's called when your morning, when your day, when your life. It goes into my routines, my habits, um, kind of coaches that I went to, books that I read and stuff like that, and resources. So it's really good if you don't have a morning routine um, to take a look at that. Maybe get an idea of what you like. Maybe try some stuff out. You can DM me. And then also I have a free 15-minute strategy calls. So you can go over a goal with me. Just tell me what's going on in your life, and we can connect in that sense. So just at the Dana Sylvester, you can find me.
0: Awesome. We'll put obviously all that information into the show notes as well. And I'm sure you'll have plenty of listeners coming over um to get involved with that. Um absolutely. Um so before we say our goodbyes, um tell us is there any anything else you want to share with our audience that you just really, really want to get out there and like maybe one last last message for them?
2: Yeah, just um maybe a small exercise of I think gratitude is directly aligned with faith. And if you have, um, you know. A vision or a goal that's very big is that you have to kind of work in being grateful for every moment so that like you said in each moment um you're giving all that you can so an exercise that's it sounds really simple and it is is just uh write down like 10 things in the morning or at night that you're grateful for it could be uh present things or it could be future things it could be i'm grateful for the money that i made in three months and just for you know act like you have that and then um part of your brain the reticular activating system will find ways to kind of bring that into your life because you're concentrated on that and that's your focus Uh, so I could end on that Um, and then also just if you haven't uh, find someone that can coach you or invest you know some money into yourself so that you can change your mindset and work in that direction because uh, at least I I know a lot of people that aren't willing to pay money and for any programs but they think saving it's good, but the biggest investment's in yourself. So if you have an opportunity to do that, or you can just go on YouTube, find videos or follow the right people, but that's huge. Um, Just make sure you pay attention to what you're focusing on in regards to the news and books and stuff and make sure it's aligned with what you need. And if it's not aligned with what you need, then you really should get a planner, a notebook and start writing things down.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Great advice. And I love it because it really echoes a lot of the things that we share as well. So those of you that are listening, you're hearing it again. You're hearing it again. There's got to be some truth to all of this, right?
1: <laughs> Definitely, for sure. Um, well, yeah, it's a great, kind of great um, end to the show on that one. So I just want to thank you so much for your time, Dana. Your, your knowledge has been absolutely amazing today. I'm sure our listeners are going to take away so much uh, from this episode.
0: Yeah, We're grateful for you, Dana.
1: Thank you. It was, a, it was a
2: pleasure to be on and I, maybe we can do this again sometimes and I'll continue to follow you guys on Instagram and whatnot and um, just want to say hi to all your followers and my followers to you.
0: Awesome. Brilliant.
1: If you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
0: Please share it with a friend who you think might benefit.
1: Spread the word. That's how we are going to impact the world by helping each other.
0: We appreciate you so much and as always, unconditional love and wellness.